As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care And though my pocket may be empty I'd be a millionaire My clothes may still be torn and tattered To me, being a gangster was better than being president of the United States. I'm Beth Hover, a member of the board for Our Community Cares Volunteer Organization, and you're in tune to 90.7 FM, WGXC, Acre. WGXC underwriting support is provided in part by Greenville Drive-In 32 a destination for movies and music under the stars of the Northern Catskills since 1959. Seasonal programming information at drivein32.com or 518-966-2177. WGXC is made possible in part by the generous ongoing support of Ruby's Hotel and Restaurant in Freehold, New York. Sustaining supporters are among the station's most dedicated listeners. They care deeply about Creative Community Radio, and their investment helps to sustain WGXE as a public platform for information, experimentation, and engagement in Greene and Columbia counties. You, too, can become a WGXE sustaining supporter by investing in community radio every month. Go to WGXE.org and click Donate. Thank you for your support. Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda. I'm Amanda. I'm Jenny. And uh, tonight, we, oh gosh, you know, it's just the best time of the year. It's our, our favorite season for a lot of reasons. It's not just the apple pies. It's not just <laughs> the crunchy leaves and the pumpkin spice. It's the year where we, as if we needed an excuse, we get one to watch a bunch of horrible scary movies spooky <laughs> movies i know as if we don't watch enough the rest of the year but now exactly. we're doing it with purpose <laughs> yeah i'll always make an excuse to watch but so our theme tonight is under that roof of that beautiful spooky haunted house uh, but before we get into our theme i want to talk about what's playing in the theaters around us and also i want to ask jenny what they've been watching lately because i know they've watched some some cool stuff <laughs> Um, all right. So in the at the highway drive in, which is still open, um, I'm actually not quite sure if they have a or of the solid date, if they close down at a certain time, but probably just when it's too chilly to be outside. But for now, they are still open, but just on weekends on Saturday and Sunday, um, they have Halloween kills paired with Venom 2 on screen two, They have 007 No Time to Die and Adam's Family 2. On screen three, they have The Last Duel and Shang-Chi. And then on screen four is a vintage camp horror film fest, which <gasps> I didn't Fun. realize. I know. So we got King Kong versus Godzilla. We have The Black Castle and Cult of the Cobra, The Shadow of the Cat. Um, and that's it. But that's on Sat Friday and Saturday uh, on screen four. Which wow, sounds that, like a lot of fun. That's so exciting. Ah, oh, get out yeah. to the drive-in <laughs> before yeah. the time before uh, the season is up. Exactly. Uh, can I tell you what's playing at Spotlight Cinemas in Hudson this weekend? Please, I want to know. So opening on Friday, we have The Mustangs. And then we also have The Last Duel, Halloween Kills, uh, Venom 2, 
colon, let there be carnage. <laughs> uh, no time to die. The Adams family too. And dear Evan Hansen still hanging in there. Oh, I'm, un- <laughs> I'm unfamiliar. Oh, just dear a, Evan Hansen. Just a silly musical that I don't think many people liked. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I didn't hear about it. Oh, yeah. boy. Not keeping up. All right. In the Wyndham Theater in Wyndham, New York, we have Halloween Kills, No Time to Die, and Venom 2, colon, Let There Be Carnage. Yes. <laughs> uh, and you can check out those showtimes at WyndhamTheater.com. That's W-I-N-D-H-A-M theater.com and also i forgot to tell you highway drive-in is at h-i-w-a-y drive-in.com yes uh, yeah so i i also did not tell you how to find out about spotlight cinemas and hudson you just kind of have to google that one <laughs> i know it's true i think the best way to find those showtimes is by going on their facebook yeah um, totally yeah uh so i have one more theater to tell you about which is in red hook new york Uh, And that also has all the classics that we're talking about here. We've got No Time to Die. We've got Halloween Kills. We've got The Addams Family 2, Venom 2, and The Last Duel. Uh, And you can find out more about Lyceum at greatmoviesloweprices.com forward slash Lyceum (laughs) hyphen cinemas. So maybe another candidate for Googling. Just write that down. It's it's so easy to remember. Great Movies Lower Prices, I will say, I do always remember, even though it's wildly... (laughs) Like unreasonable URL. It's that marketing psychology, baby. They know what they're doing. (laughs) It worked on me. Um, I also got to say, I kind of want to go see the second Venom movie. I just watched the first one. and I was like, this is pretty fun. I know. I So we it got brought up today at work. And I know you and I, Jenny, we've talked about it. Apparently, they're actually really fun. Uh, Yeah. I also haven't seen the first one. I'd love to watch it. And now I want to see the second one. Everyone's really really got me interested yeah i just watched the first one and i was like oh this was pretty fun (laughs) it was weird and i liked that about it (laughs) yeah somebody today said that it just uh leans into being okay with the fact that it's it's weird yeah absolutely i i would agree with that assessment yeah i'm excited yeah um is it just me or it has like the tom hardy fanfare kind of gone quiet it has i think because he's doing weird stuff now i guess i don't maybe not I don't know. It does feel like the Tom Hardy fanfare has kind of died a little bit. He was really in the sun there for a while. He was. And I'm like, what else is he doing other than Venom? Surely something. He's out there doing something. Maybe. Or maybe he's just like sitting back and enjoying the stacks that he made when he was in the sun. True. Maybe he's just chilling now. I love that for him. I feel like not enough um, A-listers do that. I'm like, it's cool. You can make room for more. It's fine. Just take a little (laughs) break. Take it easy. Everybody knows who you are. You got yeah, the cash. Exactly. <laughs> um, speaking of in the sun, in the present moment, Jenny, I specifically want to ask you, what have you been watching lately? You want to ask me what I've been watching lately? I have the, the gall to do so. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, I'm going to tell you about one thing that I watched very recently. It's the last movie I saw in the theater and I saw it last week. I saw the new French horror film, Titan, also known as Titan, depending on how French you want to be when you pronounce it. Are you a Uh, croissant person or are you a croissant croissant. person? Personally, I'm a croissant person, so I'm calling it Titan. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So it is directed by Julia de Corneau, who did the movie Raw, which I believe came out in 2017. which Raw is, I, I think we've talked about it before, but it's, it's a unexpected coming of age cannibal movie, uh, which I really liked. <laughs> and Titan uh, follows in Raw's footsteps in the sense that it's highly uncomfortable, <laughs> but <laughs> it is so weird and so like off-putting and also really funny. <laughs> and incredibly gross and so it was actually a great um predecessor for what we're going to end up talking about later tonight uh but i would suggest watching the trailer because it doesn't give anything away and you can read the synopses all you want because it's also not going to tell you anything (laughs) so that's so uh, relieving that's so relieving i highly suggest if you are into 
horror, body horror at all, and any horror that makes you incredibly uncomfortable, <laughs> I would suggest watching it. If you are not into things that make you uncomfortable, I would say maybe skip this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to see it. I do um, wish it was playing closer, but I just got to get off my, my lazy cheeks and, and go <laughs> and go view it because I'm excited. And, you know, it's a real shame that I haven't seen Raw yet, which is... Raw's Raw's a really fun one. I think it might be streaming somewhere. Let me give it a little Google. Um, But yeah, Titan, I, you know, I'm a, oh, Raw's on Netflix, baby. It's easy, easy. There we Um, go. But yeah, I, I am a, I am a squeamish baby, despite also loving horror movies. And I had many moments during Titan where I really wanted to cover my eyes. Uh, And that actually doesn't happen all that often. So I, yeah. I would I think if you are into freaky stuff, <laughs> I think you're gonna like it. For me, a person who loves gross, horrible images, mm-hmm. um, moving images or still, oh, yeah. uh, that is great news for yeah. me. Get yeah. out there! <laughs> I'm so excited! I'm so excited! Uh, you don't have to ask me what I've been watching lately because it's not been anything. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, well, well, no, actually, you know what? That's not true. I I was um, I haven't been watching anything except stuff for this um, show, this episode. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to the theater in a little bit. Uh, the last time I went was for Dead Till Dawn, which was not new movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did finally watch Malignant. Oh, you did, did you? Yes. James Wan, the very popular horror movie director who made things like The Conjuring. Um, he made a new movie called Malignant, and it is still potentially in some theaters, but they, it was one of those movies that had a promotional uh, time period on, eight, or not promotional, but it, it, it was on streaming on HBO Max for a time um, for free for subscribers. So I caught it on its last weekend. Um, and like everybody said, it was a lot of fun. It sure wasn't perfect, you know. Um, I I totally understand uh, why people love James Wan so much. Ultimately, he makes entertaining movies. That's the long and short of it. I'm not a huge fan, um, but this one um, was still very much like kind of cheesy, like his stuff. But it really leaned in a little extra, um, almost uh, pumped it up a little bit. It really oh, felt yeah. like a movie. It felt like a movie from a different time yeah absolutely that's I think that's what I really liked about it is that it really feels like uh yeah it it felt very self-aware of its James Mm -hmm. Waniness uh and also yeah just it was like it takes a real turn and becomes something else and I really liked that turn (laughs) yeah yeah exactly it was a really fun turn there's something like stylistically even in just the the costuming and makeup and um, how small the cast is that feels like kind of scuzzy, almost like an early 2000s horror where you're like, yeah. where do they even live? Who are these <laughs> bland people? Like, right. like in the ring where you're like, yeah, heck like, <laughs> yeah, it, does, it has a real like air of 2004 on it. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, in, in um, its ultimate gross out content, I'm like, it's, some whacked out stuff from the eighties or something. It's yeah, so fun. Totally. So um, that was a real pleasure. I imagine that it's going to come back to streaming services uh, pretty soon, probably for purchase on Amazon and stuff like that. But if you get a chance to go see Malignant, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, also yucky and gross, which is kind of the thing that really made it good. You know, yeah, if, I if agree. it wasn't gross and weird, it would have not been good. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really like when movies lean into being like as weird as possible. It just, it, there's something, it just, it feels so slick when they don't do that. And so like, they don't have any depth or anything interesting. And I like when things get really messy, both <laughs> literally and figuratively. Because <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, okay, let go, like, let this be weird, figure, like, because then you're, that's when you get into something genuine and exciting and like startling and you're like, whoa, oh my God. Totally. Exactly. Um, yeah. It, it really helped itself by doing that. I mean, things like The Conjuring, they're so, they're so clean. Like, again, mm-hmm. I understand why that movie is beloved and 
it's got some great jump scares, but um, it's not it's not weird. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It doesn't have anything messy about it. And it's mm-hmm. this was he's like mm, we could be a little messier. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's I love fine. that. It's yeah. fine. Um, yeah, it was great. I had a lot of fun. Uh, good one for the season. Yeah, and I was. Oh, I was going to say there is one other new movie that I know you watched because we watched it together. <gasps> what is it? It was Candyman. <laughs> oh, joy. <laughs> yeah. oh, it was a second ago now, but yeah, but uh, yeah. Time. Amanda and I were on a work trip together a couple weeks ago, and along with our other coworker and friend Andy, we we watched Nia DaCosta's uh, reboot of Candyman. Yeah, and it was fun. I mean, we we I think we both came to the same feelings about it, which is that uh, maybe not as enjoyable for us as the first one, but um, a really really excellent extension of the universe of Candyman because it it can easily be a universe it's such a wonderful story that it it has room to grow so if somebody thinks of Candyman as tenderly uh, you know as we do or whatever like if somebody <laughs> really loves it they can do a real real good job at expanding totally. this world which Nia DaCosta did it was really fun that's a really great description of it because it's true it's like <laughs> like the, the the man himself it's uh, mutable and changeable and Nia Costa took it in a different direction and I think that that was really interesting and exactly. it also uh, had a lot of it was very fun it was like very watchable which I oh yeah yeah um and we talked about too how it it kind of it dialed back the gore and the mm-hmm. horror actually it wasn't very scary it was honestly more of like a concept yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> It dialed the horror way back. In fact, that's something we said right after we watched it was that we thought the the horror scenes, the, like the murder scenes were a little flat. Mm-hmm. Um, but in place of that, it kind of like pushed up the story and it actually managed to pack in a lot. Um, not only gentrification and issues surrounding race and in urban areas, but uh, like art world BS. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it really packed in a lot. It was cool. And something I wrote in my notes the other week about it was that it kind of does this reciprocal fan servicing where obviously if you love the original, it does a lot of um, tying the old one in in ways that are kind of surprising, but very exciting if you're a fan of the old one. And then if you've never seen the old one, but you're enjoying this new one, I think it really gets you excited to probably watch the original. Yeah, I Um, agree. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I think that's still, you can still rent it out there. I don't know if it's still playing in any theaters because it's been out for a second now, but keep an eye out for Candyman and, uh, you know, watch the first one if you haven't seen it. It's also very good. Uh, in a di- in a totally different way, but just uh, and and definitely a product of its era, but in a way that is fascinating and still an excellent watch. Exactly, exactly. Uh, which is all the more reason that it's good that it was um, reignited. And yeah, yeah, it's great. Well, shall we uh, uncork yeah. the oozy bottle? Oh, <laughs> if you must. That's right. Tonight our theme is gross out colon everything that oozes <laughs> i love that um, delivery it's really good <laughs> we were saying before we went live that um when we chose this theme in my mind i was thinking just kind of all yuckiness in horror movies and then once we both delved into watching what we did we realized we had to narrow it down or the proper thing to do was to narrow it down into just ooey gooey melty oozy movies um and then in the future we're probably going to continue our gross out series with other more specific disgusting things (laughs) other types of gross things (laughs) yes yes uh jenny what's the first ooze that you watched the first ooze that i watched is a great movie that i know you also love and i had never seen before I watched 1987's Prince of Darkness. <laughs> it's just so good. <laughs> it's a great movie. So I had never seen it, but had heard of it from my beloved friends who told me that I would like it. Uh, but it is one of John Carpenter's movies from the 80s. 
And as as you may or may not know, John Carpenter is famously uh, an oozy practical effects guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and oh boy, does Prince of Darkness really deliver on that front. <laughs> Uh, So let me give you a little bit of a synopsis in case you are not familiar. Uh, So Prince of Darkness is about a, basically a church who finds a giant uh, glass cylinder full of slime and they decide to hire a bunch of PhD students to investigate the slime, Uh, you know, to do some science experiments and see carbon date the slime, carbon date the uh, <laughs> the leaks upon the slime's casings. Uh, and it turns out the slime is the embodiment of the devil. <laughs> <laughs> it is the Prince of Darkness. It is the Prince of Darkness. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but so the movie essentially is structured around this group of co-eds who go <laughs> into this church and they're, they all kind of lock themselves in overnight to study the slime. Uh, and so it's really fun because you kind of have this like haunted house, like trapped narrative, but mm-hmm. it also has like this weird mysticism because we're we're in a church. We're talking about like the Prince of Darkness, Satan, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and there's also there's also like a priest in the house who's hanging out and like answering questions. Um, but then they they're all scientists, so they're doing a lot of you know typing in computers and being like, I don't know, it's really weird when I try to read this book, it has like uh like three different languages and also there's numbers how do i figure out how to translate (laughs) this science baby (laughs) science baby uh (laughs) but it's a really fun um there's it's yeah it just is it's i will say it's a little bit slow to get started even though the premise is exciting from the get-go you kind of have to it takes some time to kind of drag you in because you're spending time with these characters who are all students who are kind of like you know joking around and having a good time before things really start to unfold because also it's very confusing and it's (laughs) (laughs) like it but it's one of those movies where it just doesn't really matter like you don't need to think too hard about why the slime is what it is it's just don't worry about it (laughs) right it's doing uncanny things and uncanny things are happening to everybody and you just kind of have to accept that and once you do you're like yeah this is just weird and weird things are happening and it's scary (laughs) yep yep I feel like that applies to so many 80s horror classics a lot of like i've been rewatching and watching for the first time a lot of italian classics and it's very much the same where you're like who's that lady in the window why is there a scream uh doesn't matter (laughs) okay who's who okay yes i'm Um, just gonna keep watching (laughs) sure okay yeah it tracks. Um, <laughs> I I know that Prince of Darkness has that kind of similar core theme that Halloween three does, which is also amazing. Where, where um, the the meeting of science and religious artifact. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like yeah. we're gonna study this, even though we cannot actually pin down any of its physical properties because it yeah. is a religious artifact. Exactly. Har- <laughs> harnessing the power of a religious artifact through science. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's really fun. And also just as the movie progresses, there are so many really fun, gross scenes. Like there's a scene where so within the church, all of these scientists are being like watched and basically being kept in by a group of what seemed to be like unhoused people just like kind of wandering around outside and like staring in through the window ominously Mm -hmm. and there's a scene where one of the science students looks out and there's a guy out there and he just dissolves into bugs (laughs) the guy who's watching he like points at him from from the street and then just his suit disappears and he turns into like thousands of bugs and it's horrible (laughs) Alice Cooper's out there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so fun. And yeah, it it really gets extra ooey gooey at the end once the slime. um, I'm not going to tell you too much about the ending because I think it's really worth watching. But, you know, the slime is leaking. It's coming out of the case and it wants to be transferred from person to person. And the way it does that is via geysering. So there's lots of slime kind of just flying all over the place. Mm. (laughs) And it's Mm. very gross. (laughs) so good yeah so this is a great oozy movie i was like okay yeah at the beginning i was like i don't know the slime's not really 
a character yet. <laughs> and then, oh, and no. then things really started to get very damp and sticky. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah we're good. <laughs> perfect, perfect selection for this theme as the slime is in itself. Yeah, a very, it's the center of the plot is yeah. <laughs> a, a vial, a giant vial of ooze. <laughs> yeah, because also I had heard this described to me as it being about a vial of ooze. And I was imagining like a beaker sized vial, like, you know, just like <laughs> no, a little one. So but no, it's like really big. It's a really big yeah. vial of slime. It's funny that you say that because it was Hank, my partner, who I watched this with for the first time, who told me about it. And I also imagined the same thing. I imagined like smallpox is in a yeah. tiny vial. I thought it was also a tiny vial. But when it's people like a- do, <laughs> yeah, when people use the word vial to describe something, I'm going to imagine something that's only like three inches tall, not something yeah. that's like the size of a human. Yeah, a huge <laughs> tube. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like a big mnemonic tube. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I... For the first movie I watched for this theme, I think is also a quintessential ooze movie because it's 1988's The Blob, baby. It's yeah. all about, also centered around ooze. Um, obviously, a remake of the original 50s one. Whatever. Who cares? The <laughs> 80s one's the best. Um, 19, 1988's The Blob, which was streaming on Tubi uh, for free with ads stars Kevin Dillon and Shawnee Smith, who actually a lot of horror fans probably know as Amanda from the Saw franchise. Uh. <laughs> um, but the blo- 80s Bob is about a small town out west where a meteor lands on Earth, crash lands on Earth, and out pops a ball of slime. And as it attaches and consumes humans, it gets bigger and bigger. And it's gross and great so many good melts um (laughs) the first person that it that it attaches to unfortunately is also a homeless guy who's in the woods um and he gets melted up real fast not before he takes the blob unknowingly with him to a hospital where it melts some more people folks and then (laughs) it just keeps on melting its way through the town until we learn all right, so the suits show up, right? Guys in hazmat suits, they know something, you know? How'd they, how'd they come prepared so fast? Why, why, do they know, why do they seem to know what's up? It's because the blob is actually invented by the U.S. Department of Defense. Oh, classic. As a biological weapon, and it went wrong, baby. Oh, my God, you can't um, mess with the blob. You cannot mess with the blob. Uh, this one is always so fun for me to rewatch because I remember seeing it when I was a kid, seeing parts of it. And toward the end, there is a scene where the blob gets into somebody's hazmat suit and you can see it like squish into their mask. Yeah. Um, and it really scared me as a kid. Yeah, it's scary. <laughs> uh, the blob is so fun. I've yeah. never seen the original. I think there's there's an even more recent one. Um I am going to give away the, t- the twist ending. So It's not just that the Department of Defense created the blob. Oh, there's a, oh, yet another twist. Take me there. There's another twist. So in this small town, there's a preacher who's, you know, it's a, it is a small town. So you're kind of seeing a lot of these recurring characters that we don't really get into over and over. Um, like the local priest or like the local football players or whatever. Um, and at one point, so the blob is defeated by freezing you can kill it by freezing it because it freezes into little ice crystals so cute and this priest takes a few ice crystals puts them in a jar at the end of the movie he's got a little blob and he's gonna use it uh for religious purposes (laughs) he's gonna use this blob for religious purposes (laughs) yeah be a problem (laughs) at the end he's like so he gets half his face half melted by the blob half um digested by the blob (laughs) and then at the end of the movie he's like this you know deformed preacher uh in a tent out in a field and after his sermon this lady comes into his back room and is like father when's the second coming and he holds up the jar and he goes soon (laughs) (laughs) oh that's so good (laughs) um it's a it's a great ooze movie it's just so fun it's so solid it's so perfect i i don't know why it's not more beloved maybe it is i don't know 
I think it, yeah, I think if you know, you know, you know. <laughs> it's true. If, if you're a real one. <laughs> real ones know. Yeah, no I, know. I'm due for a rewatch of The Blob because I've only seen it once. And I was, I remember watching it and being like, this is going to be lame. And then it, we were in it and I was like, oh no, this movie's great. It's really crazy. It's, it's got really a lot good. going on. It's really good. Um, yeah. It's You scary. know, like like a lot of movies from that era, all the horny teens, you know, they're going to get messed up. Good guys die too. But you know, there's like a guy who's about to sexually assault this girl. And when he goes for it, Oh, actually she's just an empty sack filled with blob. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, blob will will get you in the end. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I love Jenny, it. You got some more ooze? Got some more slime? I got another slime, slimy one for you. This uh, by far the slimiest movie I watched. This movie, which I had not seen before, but I know you have again. Uh, I watched From Beyond. <gasps> <laughs> oh, it's just the best. I it's... was hoping you'd talk about From Beyond. <laughs> yeah, dude. I had not seen it, and I decided to put it on the other day because I had a free moment, and I was like, it's my time. It's now or never, baby. We gotta watch From Beyond. Yeah. Uh, Oh, boy. If you are not familiar with From Beyond, let me tell you a little bit about it. It's from the 80s, and in fact, I don't have the exact year. I think it's... Oh, I do. It's um, 1986. 1986. There you go. Uh, It's directed by Stuart Gordon, uh, and it's based on an H.P. Lovecraft story, Mm -hmm. which becomes very clear. Uh, Something that I really like about From Beyond is that it uh, gets a running start. It it throws you in instantly. There is no lead up. It opens with uh, Jeffrey Combs, who... Uh, you may know from the reanimator or from 1 million characters in Star Trek, which is what I know. (laughs) So (laughs) Uh, he is working in a lab and he turns on this mysterious machine that has a fork at the top and some electricity starts buzzing around and suddenly everything is hazy and purple and these interesting weird creatures are all floating around him. But as soon as he moves one reaches out and bites him and then he freaks out and has to turn off the machine and then we get the credits from beyond (laughs) so it turns out he was working with this other scientist uh and they were working on creating a machine which would stimulate the pineal gland in humans and make it so that as humans we could see these creatures that exist all around us all the time but are outside of our human perception and it turns out that machine it works (laughs) and uh in the at the very beginning of the movie the machine creates these monsters and one of them eats the guy that he that jeffrey combs is working with uh and jeffrey combs is carted off to a mental hospital because they're like, what's wrong with this guy? Something's very <laughs> wrong with this guy. Cause he's ranting and raving about all these weird creatures that have come to eat his boss. <laughs> he's like, what are you talking about? So the movie from there on uh, is about a woman played by Barbara Crampton. Also mm. uh, we're, we're big uh, Crampton stands Cra- here. Crush of the show. Show wing. <laughs> show wing. <laughs> Crampton fans in the house. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Barbara Crampton is a doctor and she along with this guy played by have his name written down uh, no I don't another guy <laughs> goes. <laughs> this guy who is also a doctor I believe the two of them uh, are taking Jeffrey Combs's character back to the house to investigate what's going on with him and to basically do a psych eval and see if he's crazy if if like something else is uh, going on here because it's basically a crime scene. So when they get back to the house, uh, they start to do a little investigating and Jeffrey Combs successfully convinces them to turn on the machine so that they can see what is really happening. But uh uh-oh, once you start turning on the machine, it's really hard to stop because Mm. this machine, it makes you see things and it makes you feel things. Mm. And these people... They're getting a little horny and they're getting a little addicted to the feeling Mm -hmm. of their pineal glands being stimulated. And from there, things just go so completely awry. This movie gets very gross, very Mm -hmm. fast. Mm -hmm. And I really liked it. It It is such a treasure. I mean, listen to the synopsis you just gave. (laughs) What the 
Heck, man. That's not even the half of it. It's like, it truly, it's like, it's crazy. It goes on and on. And I, I was like watching it being like, why hasn't anybody ever told me that I should watch From Beyond before? I cannot believe that I haven't been targeted by this movie. Because uh, it's so, it's like, if, you know, if you're looking at a scale of, um, gooey movies and horny movies it's at the very tippy top of both of those yeah like what's the what are those charts called that's like a like uh, an axe uh uh, oh my god what is that called i forget yeah just but if you're looking at an axe two axes we are at the very tippy top of both horny and oozy (laughs) incredibly gross uh i really really liked it uh there are a couple of scenes that I will think about for the rest of my life. <laughs> really, Honestly, like also I very rarely feel like a little nauseous while watching movies, but this one kind of got me in a couple scenes where I was like, Oh, t- yeah. maybe not. I like, I was going to eat dinner while watching it. And I was like, Oh no, no, we're not going to do that right now. It's disgusting. It's, it's really so... gross. Um, yeah. You know, I only saw it for the first time a few months ago and I'm also ready to, get back to it it's really it's really good um I'm actually not very familiar with Lovecraft or like the the uniting themes of Lovecraft like Mm -hmm. people always talk about um like oh that's so Lovecraftian and yeah to be honest with you I don't know what that means um (laughs) but I will say um the recent color out of space movie also based on a Lovecraft story, maybe is a hat tip to the aesthetics of From Beyond because there's yeah. a lot of pink and purple in there. Definitely. I think I think it's, I, yeah, because I also, I haven't really read any Lovecraft, so I don't know, like, in terms of visual description, like, what colors would be involved or, like, what the mood is. But I do, I feel like um, my basic understanding of it is just, like, humans basically going or at least a piece of it is humans going mad by learning too much about how big and broad and horrific the cosmos are you know so it's like in in from beyond the way that that works is uh basically our third eye has been (laughs) opened opened wide and Mm. this third eye is the pineal gland (laughs) uh and it and actually one of jeffrey combs's character his pineal gland grows and becomes a protrusion out of the center of his forehead and that was one of the things that actually (laughs) really grossed me out because it kind of like wiggles in and out of his head repeatedly because he also is half digested by a giant monster worm and becomes like hairless and yeah. kind of like covered in sores. Cause he got the and, hair sucked off of him. Yeah. He, he's, he's <laughs> like, he's half eaten by a giant worm. And so it just kind of like slicks him down to nothing yep. <laughs> until yeah. his like bones are all bright red showing through his skin. And then, you know, his, his little gland kind of, it's like a little, mm. like the front of an angler fish. A little dongle. Like, a little dongle. It just like pokes right through his forehead and it retracts sometimes. It goes back out and it's very disgusting. Truly so nauseating. <laughs> yeah. And so he he does have his third eye open, but it's the pineal gland. And, he, and after that, he, oh boy, he commits some horrific acts <laughs> because, you know, he's just seen too much. Once, yeah. once you, uh, once you see what's out there, which once you see what's from beyond, it's really hard to go back. He's just drunk on it. Yeah. 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 Everybody starts to be kind of like physically manipulated in these really grotesque ways. Uh, there's a scene where his boss who at the very beginning of the movie is killed by one of the monsters reappears as this like grotesque lumbering form. And like all the effects are practical and you can tell cause they move like puppets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is just teetering back and forth and he's real he he wants to have sex with Barbara Crampton. Yeah. But so he's just like tipping back and forth and he says, kiss, kiss. And I like can't stop thinking about it. It was so like funny and grotesque and incredible. And I was just like, oh my God. Kiss. God. Kiss. Kiss. What a kiss. what a treasure. Kiss. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so From Beyond, I'd recommend it. You have to rent it. It's not streaming for free, unfortunately. Um, But I would say it was worth the $2.99 that I paid on it. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, it (laughs) totally is worth it. It's so worth it. Just pretend you're at the video store again, dude. It's, (laughs) ugh. 
<laughs> I my in my notes it just has an all caps extreme oozing because it yeah and oh also mm. sorry top tier goo because uh, yeah. it really is top tier goo yes um <laughs> I actually when so when researching when looking up info about one of the movies that I watched um it got referred to as a melt movie which mm. is a horror subgenre so. Mm-hmm. Not all ooze movies are melt movies. Melt movies are, there's like seven of them. There's not that many. It's truly movies where somebody melts, like a person (laughs) melts. Yeah. Um, That's a melt movie. Mm -hmm. It really is a melt movie. (laughs) It's a square rectangle thing. Like, yeah. Not all all ooze movies are melt movies, but all melt movies are ooze movies. Exactly. Exactly. Um, So that ended up in my notes too. Yeah. Can you tell me what you another thing that you watched? Perhaps a melt movie. I will tell you about the quintessential melt movie that I watched. Yes. I just watched it before we hopped on the radio. I watched 1987's Street Trash, which I've Ooh. never seen. It is a cult horror movie. Like people really love this movie. Uh, real, real nasty piece of work. This one. Um, <laughs> street trash is wildly offensive in like the very that very like 80s we're just messing kind of way like almost like weird science where you're like oh oh god oh jesus um (laughs) please don't like absolutely tasteless yeah Um, but that kind of makes it the kind of movie that if i were like 10 years old in 1987, I would have stopped at nothing to try to see this movie. Like all the kids are probably like, oh my God, street trash. Like yes. so, so gross, so bad. Like, do you hear what happens in street trash? And then you just like try it, anything you could to see it. Um, yeah, it's, it is a top tier or top shelf, not top shelf. It's a prime example of a melt movie. It's yeah, one of the yeah, seven yeah. melt movies. Um, <laughs> Uh, so let me tell you what happens. Uh, a liquor store owner finds a case of liquor called Viper in his back room that's been sitting there for God knows how long. And it is disgusting. Nobody should be drinking this stuff. But he starts selling it for very, very cheap to unhoused people in the community who, when they drink it, it's poison and they start melting from the inside out. Um the melting, obviously, all also wonderful practical effects. Um, the melting is very colorful, wonderful. I wish there was even more melting and less more <laughs> other pointless, offensive, gross scenes. Yeah. Not, gr- not gross in a fun way. Yeah. Um, but it does make you do that thing that actually a lot of movies make you do, where it's a brain exercise and appreciating something for being just awful you don't have to you you know nobody has to be like i'll try to try to like this like you can be like this is terrible (laughs) um but that's like it can only do no harm in the cult category it knows it's awful everybody knows it's awful yeah totally it lives in this world where this permanent jail where it's allowed to be terrible (laughs) um yeah there's just a lot of really uh offensive scenes but um it, it was fun all the melt <laughs> the melting was very very fun yeah. and uh i think i i actually pulled up a quote from the wikipedia um, under under the reception section oh my god yes please <laughs> um uh let's see um well a one person it, it even uh, so yeah, obviously didn't get a lot of attention when it first came out. Um, a critic of the New York Times, Walter Goodman, said of it, it claims no redeeming social value, and you don't have to be a Supreme Court nominee to question whether the founders could have foreseen anything like it when they wrote the First Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> and then here's another really, really good quote that also gives a little snippet of something that happens in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um Street trash is a cult item that's almost earnestly eager to offend, which is admitted, admittedly an odd thing to say about a film that features a prolonged scene in which a group of bums play hot potato with a man's severed penis. <gasps> it's, an, 
It's a 1980s American film like Repo Man that celebrates the proletariat's resigned disenfranchisement as a badge of aesthetic honor. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Um, (laughs) Street trash. That is street trash. It is streaming (laughs) on. I I subscribe to Shudder, which is a horror streaming channel. It's um, it's it's not bad. It's not cheap or uh, it's 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 not expensive. It's not bad. (laughs) I recommend it. And street trash is on there. Um, I will, I don't need to ever watch it again. If you, if you want to watch the melting scenes, I mean, I don't know, like, or just go for it. Cause you know what to expect. I mean, like, like I said, it's like, it's, it's offensive in that very eighties way where like weird science where it's like we know it's bad oh, right messing around you know right? like the unexamined but like ready to just be like it's it's fun because it's gross and it's yeah. like well, okay that doesn't really sit so well anymore yeah like we're being bad <laughs> right um, totally <laughs> oh i'm being naughty i'm it's being like, naughty oh, yeah you yeah you're being bad <laughs> you're, yeah yeah really bad um but you know it is it is a um a real beloved one in the cult horror family so i'm happy to have that yucky feather in my terrible hat Um, (laughs) put it put it right in there tuck it right in that just awful hat um yeah yeah Uh, i I feel like um i and correct me if i'm wrong but i think all of our if not most if not all of our movies are from the 80s because the 80s and 90s were just in a prime time for slime you know oh like I, I I watched one other movie that is also an 80s movie but didn't really fit into the slime category so I'm just going to mention it because it also yeah. feels like an important um just gross movie to talk about. Yes. Uh I watched for the first time the classic uh I think like uh respected but also not enjoyed movie <laughs> Tetsuo the Iron Man. Ooh, I've always wanted to see that. Yeah, so I actually watched it today. Nice. <laughs> uh, it is from 1989. It's not rated. It's it's absolutely an art film in every sense. Like it is, it was written and directed and edited all by the same guy. Like he just made it himself. <laughs> <laughs> um, that and that guy is named <laughs> Shinya Tsukamoto. Uh, and yeah, it's from 1989. It's based, if you have not heard of it, it is like a classic body horror genre movie. It's in black and white. Uh, it's Japanese. Uh, and it is very short. It's only an hour long, which is nice uh-huh. because yeah. also it is, it is actually indeed very hard to watch. I was like, you know, I feel like I, I've read so many things or I've always seen it on lists that are like the hardest movies to watch ever made. Yeah. And I'm like, how hard could it be? It's from the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, exactly. no, it is actually like, ext- like very convincingly gross. Um, <laughs> but it's basically about a man who, um, it, w- the reason is never really explained uh, at the very beginning of the movie uh, wants to insert metal pieces into his body. So he mm-hmm. slices open his thigh and inserts a large metal rod, um, but it gets infected. Good. Yeah, great. <laughs> but it gets infected and maggots start to grow inside of it. Uh, and so he panics and runs into the street and he is hit and killed by a couple who are driving. Uh, and then very quickly, there's also, this is also all, extremely surreal there's like no dialogue it's just like image 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 uh Mm. the couple who hit and kill the first man start to transform into people with metal like metal bulgy parts growing out of their bodies (laughs) so the man starts being chased by his girlfriend like he but he's like dreaming it kind of where she has become this like horrible creature with like metal claws and then he also starts growing metal pieces out of his body and he's having all of these like really intense crazy dreams uh and it just kind of like rolls along from there uh and it is really gross <laughs> it's <laughs> it's in black and white so it's actually like i mean it's it's not so grotesque as um you know like from beyond or some other (laughs) other movies that have a lot of like surgical scenes Uh, but because it is like that's the thing that I think really I I found hard to watch was like 
people slicing open their bodies and inserting things into them. I always have yeah. a hard time with personally. I know. I know. That's something that <laughs> surgery and needles always messes yeah. me up in movies. Totally. I can watch, you know, a lot of other horrible things that, you know, people don't need to be watching. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. There's not a lot much else to say. It, it is like very much an art movie. So it is like, you're just watching it and it's like, I felt like it feels like being in a gallery almost and watching mm-hmm. like a like a black and white art film where you're just like, oh, yep, yep, I get it. I see. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Got it. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> but it is. I think it's worth watching. I'm glad that I've finally seen it. Like, I also feel like I'm putting a feather into my cap of like, cl- yeah. like historic canonical horror movies that I haven't seen. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I think if you're into like any kind of like techno, like, um, techno in the sense of like metal like metal horror not yeah, yeah i would say like a uh, metal punk <laughs> more metal punk than anything else <laughs> that's true that's another um badge that i want on my uh horror scout sash. yeah exactly um, tetsuo the iron man uh and it's you can rent it for 99 cents oh whoa there you go damn yeah all right nice i gotta get to that one too i've always been curious uh, there's a couple movies that I I watched that also didn't quite fit in. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them I will talk about because it 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 does it it does it does fit in. Um, but <laughs> it's not it's just not quite it's not quite melty enough to yeah. really be a part of this. But it's just such a great movie, and it I think it does fall under oozy category. You know. Yes. Um, so I rewatched The Beyond. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, which is great. Um, from 1981. And it's a Lucio Fulci movie. Uh, the Beyond is really fun. Um, much like, what were, you, what were you talking about earlier? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> much like. Oh, Prince of Darkness. <laughs> yeah, much like Prince of Darkness. This movie and a lot of the Italian horrors you're like wait what what now like (laughs) why why did that who's this man that showed up like why did this happen there's not a lot of sense but just go along for the ride because you know it's like mostly a mood piece yeah um, and the mood is great so beyond is about a woman that inherits a house that um decades and decades and decades earlier was used to open the gates of hell in a ritual um and so this house is terrifying and um or sorry it's a it's actually an old hotel in louisiana uh and the house is terrifying and terrifying things are always happening um they find bodies in the basement like in the very beginning um they show what happened to this house way Mm -hmm. back when um and uh, the the basically like witch hunters showed up at the house and they killed the or the hotel and they killed the former proprietors uh, and one of them they melted with lye in the basement so there's like ah. a melted corpse down there but yeah like a plumber shows up to fix something in the basement and he um, uh, there's a hole in the wall that crumbles away and just an arm comes out and squishes his eyeballs out you know Ooh, and you're yeah. like why I don't know but that was fun. Uh, (laughs) why i'm not sure but i'm enjoying myself yeah um there's a guy trying to figure out stuff about why all this mysterious things are happening with this hotel and he goes to the local archives and he finds the original blueprints of the house and they're different i guess he opens up the book and he says oh my god and then he falls off the ladder and spiders come out and tear apart his face. Love um, that. <laughs> and then the blueprints vanish from the book. Um, so you don't know why. <laughs> he was upset why by they... something, but we'll never know what it was. <laughs> I don't know why they were shocking. Um, but it's so fun. Um, the Beyond is also streaming on Shudder, but I think it's, it's, it would, I'm sure it's on Amazon. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it pops up on a lot of streaming services, but it's, it's a real blast. Um, and we talked a couple days ago about movies with powerful paintings. Yes. And there's a powerful painting in this. Um, and the, I, it's one of those movies too that I think, um, the payoff at the end 
is really enjoyable and it doesn't it doesn't really even need a payoff it's so enjoyable the whole time but there's an end scene that's really stunning nice. uh, it looks so good it's very cool it's very creepy uh, and there's plenty of oozing and squished eyeballs and also melting faces <laughs> love it that's uh, good stuff thanks lucio fulci <laughs> i know thank you. <laughs> thank you well do you have anything else to talk about with slime or should we you know ooze our way on over to what we're looking forward to we should ooze on our way because you know i i could go on about slimy oozy movies all day there's so many that i didn't get to yeah, that same. i have on my list um but you know what that's okay next time next time yeah i know i had i had so many movies that i was gonna watch and it just didn't happen and that's okay next yeah, time exactly yeah uh yeah do you have any recommendations or things that you're looking forward to um i have one thing that i'm looking forward to because i just found out about it uh mm-hmm. i just found out that tomorrow netflix is releasing a movie adaptation of a book i really like and oh. i will say netflix's movie adaptations of books are not always good <laughs> or even uh watchable but, <laughs> but uh you know we'll only time will tell uh Tomorrow, a movie called Fever Dream is coming out, which is based on a novel by Samantha Schweblin, who is an Argentine novelist. Uh, and it's a really fun book. I really liked it. It's very, I read it in one sitting. It's like, um, it's very surreal and dreamlike. Uh, and it's about a woman uh, who has just moved to a new town, I believe. And uh, there's some kind of mysterious plague Um, But it's not literal at all. It's very, very abstract and surreal. And it is, it's, uh, I'm interested because the movie is also, it's a Spanish language film and it's directed by a woman, but I can't remember what her name is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I do have, I have some uh, positive hope for it. It might be interesting, Um, but also I'm like, how do you adapt this book? I don't know. But so keep an eye out for Fever Dream if you're interested in, and it is also, it's a horror. The novel is horror. Um, It's Mm. like a surreal, surreal, scary, short novel. Um, And I would really recommend the book if you're interested in that kind of thing. Uh, And maybe the movie will be good. So I'm excited to to try it out. (laughs) Nice. Um, I am really excited for Dune. I don't have a whole lot of thing to say. Um, but I'm excited for Dune. I, as you know, Jenny, I'm listening to the books right now, or I'm almost done with the first one. And now having the book under my belt, I can see how impossible it is to ad- adapt. Like, totally. it's, so, it's a really unreasonable undertaking. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's a really big world that Dune is creates um and yeah i just i feel like any director that tries is just tries biting off way more they they can chew totally um but i'm looking forward to a big budget sci-fi yeah um, same yeah and you know the book is i'm having so much fun listening to it but it's not so beloved to me that that um an adaptation that's not good is gonna offend me you know like totally. i totally I began my relationship with June, Dune through David Lynch's Dune. So I've already, I'm like, whatever, I love that movie. And I know <laughs> it's a terrible adaptation, but um, so yeah, I it doesn't matter if it's bad. I'm just excited. Um, yeah, same. Yeah. Do you have any, um, sorry, this is a non sequitur, but do you have mm-hmm. any movies that you are like really excited to watch that maybe you watch every year now that it's the Halloween season that you're like, as soon as possible, Ooh. I will be putting that on. That's a really, really, really good question. Um, and I don't have an answer to it right now. Um, I will say, I think I want to seek out the other night, my partner and I watched a folk horror once something of the folk horror genre. So basically about witches and cults, Mm -hmm. this, this, um, this older movie called blood on Satan's claw, um, from 1971, so predates um, the Wicker Man, but mm-hmm. very Wicker Man like. It wasn't very good. It was a lot of fun though. Yeah, uh, and I look forward to seeing more things like that. Jenny, nice. what about you? 
I don't know. I mean, I was just thinking I, I'm really, I really want to watch Near Dark again because I haven't seen it since I saw it for the first time a couple of years ago. And I think I'm ready to watch it again. Good one. Some vampires. Yes. Get some yes. vampires in the mix. Yes. Well, this has been Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda. Yes. Uh, you can find us on Instagram if you have anything you'd like to say to us at all. <laughs> it's at Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda. 